You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hello and welcome to the Buckets and Tea NBA show. I'm your host, Catherine Niker. Thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode. Today, trade deadline reactions with one of my favorites. Welcome back. It's Ashley Docking. How you doing? Woo! The crowd goes wild. Uh, I'm, I'm losing my mind. I'm losing my mind. NBA trade deadline day is always hectic. Yeah, I'm also losing my mind. You know, we're recording this Thursday after the deadline has wrapped and uh, we have wine for this episode. This is a this is a buckets and wine episode. So so Ashley, tell us what do you have to drink? I don't know. Okay, so I am not a sommelier. Let's just get that out of there. Yeah, way. neither am I. So I get things based on like labels. So I'm drinking, it's a Chardonnay. Okay. Something about Macan Villages. Villages. Okay. All right. That's what, that's what I got. What I have you? this. It's called Best in Show, and it's a Pinot Grigio. <laughs> With a dog. <laughs> With a dog on it. I, I'm pretty sure this is like an $11 uh, LCBO situation. Oh, yeah. Mine's a definite discount special. That's fine. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Love that. So cheers to us. Cheers, cheers. to this wild ting wild season oh wow all right so let's get into um let's get into this kevin durant business okay mm. don't worry we're definitely going to talk about the raptors that's fine but let's 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 lead with kevin durant here because i okay i first of all i didn't expect this once they traded Kyrie, i figured they were gonna keep kevin durant because they made such a point over the summer of wanting to keep him happy and they want to build with him and blah 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 and nick claxton has been playing well yada 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 and then the right. next thing you know it's like middle of the night and he goes to the Phoenix Sun. Um, yeah. The actual deal is, do, 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 do. I have every trade in front of me, so forgive me. So and Kevin Durant, along with TJ Warren, go to the Suns yeah. for Mikael Bridges, uh, Cam Johnson, and Jay Crowder, who has since already been flipped to the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, so as well as four first round draft picks. So I think right there we, we could maybe see why the Raptors didn't necessarily make that deal because all those players, in addition to four first round draft picks, is a very high price for uh, for Kevin Durant, a, a deserving price, I will say, but yeah. also a, a high price. Uh, you know, this makes Phoenix contenders suddenly. I okay, so not Kevin Durant. This reminded me of, and this is an old school pop culture reference. So if you don't understand it, do your homework, but oh, not me victim blaming the audience. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it was, it's an old school Katie Holmes move. Do you remember when she left Tom Cruise in the dead of night after <laughs> Scientology got too much? She literally had a burner phone. Her dad was in on it, but no one else knew like a very tight inner circle. Damn. Literally to like JLo in enough. Yeah. That's what Grant did. 
He's like, like, see you guys tomorrow. And then just like the Magic Johnson meme. Mm -mm. I'm not yeah. Wow. Wow. Oh, Very oh. vivid description. I did not know Thank that you. that's how Katie Holmes left Tom Cruise or, you know, I just didn't pick up that Hello Magazine in 2010. Yeah. You know. <laughs> okay. Some of us were forced to go grocery shopping with our mom every single time. And that was just like the highlight at the checkout aisle. Yeah. But you're, you're absolutely right. Like I, he did kind of just leave in the dead of night and now, you know, I mean, I think there's a lot of interesting consequences as a result of this. One, you know, the the Phoenix have the Phoenix Suns have a an offense that's going to be next to impossible to guard, nice at least out. for their starting lineup. Yeah. Um. So they're going to be a real threat in the West. I think in the East, things have become more wide open which I believe is why the Raptors didn't end up doing quite as much, but we'll get into that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but they also did trade a lot of depth to mm -hmm. uh, make this happen. And I'm just yeah. kind of like, they're going to be running that starting lineup into the ground. Nick nurse style is what yes, I'm saying. Agreed. I think that with Kevin Durant, um, he, I feel like he gave them a chance to make it work. Yeah. multiple chances i think he said listen i this is what i need to be happy and they're like yeah 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 and then they brought over Kyrie. james harden was there for a cup of coffee ben simmons shows up on the bench and fits every mm. once in a while to do a fit pick in the tunnel and nothing ended up working out right it's the old adage where like you know i could give you the recipe but your sauce just won't taste the same as mine yeah like, true. you can't just build a mega team a super team and it works all the time and i think that that's kind of actually a nice reminder to people who are just like oh it's gonna be it's such like bs they just like got all these star players and it's like they're gonna be they're gonna win it's like well actually this is kind of a cautionary tale to say it doesn't always work that way so i think he asked for the re trade request they did not grant it initially at the beginning of the season and said they fired um steve nash shout out canadian content um <laughs> love but then it still didn't work so he's like listen i gotta go back again and strong arm and i need to get out of here but i'm glad that they at least were kind enough to put him in a position um like to succeed oh, yeah in dallas but they were kind of petty about it they're like you're not going to the lakers i can tell you that <laughs> <laughs> you do you believe that do you believe that he did that they didn't want to trade Kyrie to the lakers yeah i don't think they care i think people are petty no i think i think the only reason the Lakers trade didn't happen is because they weren't doing a trade that didn't involve Westbrook and they didn't want to take on Westbrook, even though they could have taken on Westbrook and then gotten rid of Durant. They've done the exact same thing. So I, I don't really know for sure, but it just feels that's like, that's a big effort just to be petty. But you know what? I mean, you do bring like, up a good what, point if about if you're dedicated to pettiness, that's what it takes. So <laughs> Yeah, that's what it takes is remember when people when san antonio thought they were being petty trading Kawhi to the raptors like we're trading you to like you know no middle of nowhere basically mm -hmm. yeah well it's like guys like our metropolitan city is like definitely taking a hit right now with all like the violence on the ttc but <laughs> we have things to do here <laughs> this is There's true culture here. this is true um yeah, <laughs> look, I think you made a good point in terms of like, um, you know, the super team thing. I mean, you could say the same for the Lakers, too. Right. Like, I think what we've we've kind of come to the end of is just players demanding who they want on their team and teams just like giving it to them. You know, yeah, like sometimes you don't always know what's best or sometimes, you know, you're just like, I don't know what makes me happy. 
I think this guy will make me happy. I don't know. And then right. they don't, right? They, well, they rarely ever do, first of all. <laughs> they rarely ever do. And from far away with someone else, they always look like they're going to make you happy. I know. Right? I just, I, I am honestly rooting for Phoenix now. The thing that struck me the most out of all of this is that the West is so nasty right now. It <laughs> yeah. is a gauntlet. Oh my gosh. The Warriors, the Suns, the Clippers, the Lakers. The like, Nuggets. The nu- oh my gosh, the and Nuggets. The Grizzlies, whatever yeah. the Grizzlies thought they were doing is like now just like raggedy compared to what everyone else is rolling out. Right? <laughs> I, have like, a, I have a theory about the, about the Grizzlies and that is, you know, uh, before I was like, you know, wow, this is like my favorite team to watch. They're so exciting. You know, they're going to be like the next big thing, blah, blah, blah. And now I kind of look at this team and I think there's something about them that just screams they're just a bit too immature to win it all. And I now I see them as like this group of like frat boys, basically, <laughs> who are just don't really have their eye on the degree right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I do. Feel like that's do. The kind of their vibe this season. Like you're with your girls on the beach, just trying to enjoy like a cocktail. And all of a sudden there's this group of guys who are like trying to play football in front of you to like get your attention. <laughs> like all you're doing is getting sand in my charcuterie. Get the hell back, Brad. Yes. Yes. Please. Yes. That sounds like a very lived experience for you. <laughs> <laughs> Not to brag. Not to brag. Yeah. You know. Not to brag. No, but I, I could I could see that. I, I could see that, honestly. And I think that we have seen time and time again the value of that experience, the value of that veteran presence. Like maybe not to the extreme, like how Miami is like riding out Udonis Haslam for honestly oh, until God, the day yeah, he dies, yeah, it feels yeah. like. Um, yeah. which like good for him. If I wish someone would value me that much, <laughs> I really do. Like your presence <laughs> enough is a gift. Really, they told him your presence is a present. Please come back. That's how I'm going to get proposed to one day. Will you be my Adonis Haslam? (laughs) And you know what? We're not in those rooms to see the impact that he actually does have. At the end of the day, the NBA is a business. So there must be some kind of intangible that Pat Riley and the gang do really feel like is super valuable. Mm -hmm. But I think the one thing I was looking forward to for the Grizzlies, I never thought they were going to like win it all. But I thought they were going to gain some like really valuable experience. Like maybe yeah. go to like a really intense game seven situation where they like learned a lot and they showed up really well for it, but then eventually lost to somebody who just like had more gumption, who had just been there, who had just ha- keep their wits about them kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but now the Grizzlies like, to me aren't even in the conversation, quite frankly, like they'll, they'll be there in the playoffs. Great. But they're not to me a genuine contender. Yeah. It seems like the second round is kind of their ceiling right now. And the West everywhere got better, right? Like we haven't even talked about like Dallas and Kyrie. I mean, although that's like a whole, anyone who has ever listened to an episode of the show knows how I feel about Kyrie Irving, but you know, I mean, they, they all made moves. Like they've all made moves and the East is like kind of depleted now, which is like super weird compared to where we were before but yeah i mean i'm excited for kevin durant on the phoenix suns i do think this is gonna be a new chapter for them i think this is the best thing to happen to chris paul in a really long time oh my gosh can this guy catch a break like (laughs) besides the fact that he's like a millionaire with like a gorgeous family but sure (laughs) but i i really want him to have that that success to reach that mountaintop you can tell like how badly he wants it clearly Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and he continues to be disrespected 
every every once in a while you get a wave of like Chris Paul's wash kind of conversation. Yeah. It's like, no, but what he did, unlike Russell Westbrook, was he was able to adapt his game and he was able to be able to utilize different skills and talents when his athleticism waned. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why he's been able to be such a very potent point guard clinical in the pick and roll still got a nice stroke you know what i mean like he's able to utilize all those things um i'm a big fan of chris paul yeah and i think like kind of the underrated part of his game at this point is just like the the decision making that you get with him on the floor and now he's going to have someone like kevin durant to pass to on a consistent basis so that's going to be uh, pretty exciting to watch. I, I was kind of like resentful of how much like TV time the Phoenix Suns were getting all season long. <laughs> I was like, this team should not be on TV this often. Okay, so, wow. You know, but now they've made up for that at least. Yeah. Yeah. I, listen, I, I'm also a big fan of DeAndre Ayton. I feel like everyone cared mm-hmm. about him when there was that contract going ar- around about his, or drama going around about his contract. And was like, DeAndre Ayton's such a bad guy. Like, do something for your team. And he's like, what are you guys talking about? It's like, well, I'm just yeah. trying to get a deal. Like, I don't understand why things were twisted so much. It seems like there was some grudge campaign against him. But he's so good, too. And, like, having him protecting the paint, he's pretty athletic for his size, too. And then just be able to anchor that whole thing and, and I hear what you say about the depth and not necessarily having to run the starters into the ground but that's really what the playoffs is yeah like maybe once in a while you do need I will say you do need like your six or seven guy to come up and like steal a game for you or something or steal a quarter for you you know one of those just like kickstart quarters that you really need but I really feel like a lot of it is going to be dependent on, on those guys. And if they can figure out some kind of staggered rotation. And I just feel like Kevin Durant in particular is used to heavy lifting as well when he was in Brooklyn, when all his besties weren't playing. Right. Like what was that famous quote that he had last year where he like goes down his roster? He's like, I mean, you're running me out here with Luke Kennard. Like, what do you expect? Yeah. <laughs> Whoever it was that cut straight. <laughs> He's like so genuine. Like he's like a little too genuine, you know? (laughs) But I do appreciate that about it. Imagine like if you were Phoenix Suns Media, you'd be like, holy crap, I just Mm -hmm. won the lottery. Jackpot. Yeah. I you know, it is surprising that they were able to pull that off without trading uh DeAndre Ayton. Right. So it, it seems like whatever differences they've had, they've been able to put them aside or they're not too worried about them, right? Um so that's, I mean, that's great for them. Also, uh, shout out to the new ownership of the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, Matt <laughs> pulling this off. Uh, you know, wish they could have pulled that off from a Phoenix Mercury, but whatever. They're going to be a little irrelevant next season. <laughs> but it's fine. Um, yeah, you know, I, I, I'm excited for them. I don't know if we have anything else to say about Duran. If you want to move on. Yeah, we can move on. I, I'm I'm excited to see where this goes for them, honest to God, because a lot of people might say, oh, he hopped from this team, he hopped to the Warriors, he hopped to this. The point is to win. Like, yeah. everybody's, I guess I do have one more thing to say, actually. Please, <laughs> yeah. Like, everybody, <laughs> every real life person wants to talk about, oh, self-care, oh, you know, do things for you, set your boundaries, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. If that job doesn't work for you, quit. If you're not happy, quit, move on, find something else that brings you joy. It's like, you know what brings athletes joy? Winning. 
actually competing for titles like actually being- are you saying this is his self-care just going to yeah it is it? his self-care i think it is his self-care and i think that anybody else who disagrees with me is wrong uh also incorrect and if he's in a situation where he's not going to be happy and he has the power to change that every other person in the world would do the same thing if they were in that position. And that's what drives me crazy. I don't feel like Kevin Durant doesn't get a ton of flack for things like that, but I think there are some people like, Oh, he for sure when he went to the warriors, but it's like, yeah, he, he got a call and was like, Oh, I can go be successful at the job that I love. See you. Like, yeah, I do find his uh, friendship with Kyrie Irving very confusing to say the least. Like that's an understatement. Like even like Kyrie made a statement being like, Oh, I'm just really happy he got out of there and blah, blah. And I'm like, you caused the most drama. I know. I think, do you think Kyrie's the kind of guy who like the kind of friend that you like have to warn your other friends about? Like if I'm going out and like Catherine's super weird, she like casts spells and like brings incense and shit everywhere she goes. And like, so I'm going out with friends, like I'm, my friend Catherine's coming and like, she's a really great person, but like, if she whips say, out, but you're still inviting me, if she whips out Sage, just like go with it. Yeah, because I, I love you, but like, you know, when you have to warn your friend about your friends about some people that like get brought into the group. Yeah, it's true. I do cast spells, but um, <laughs> no, that is so I, I mean, I don't know. They have a very toxic friendship, in my opinion, for sure. But I think Kyrie is probably any relationship he has doesn't sound like not toxic. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. how is it? I mean, he literally just lights a fire everywhere he goes. He does. He is that girl that's like in front of the flaming house. Certainly this year. Yeah. That Where the girl's like laughing in front of the flaming house. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. Honestly, like Brooklyn, what are you guys doing though? Like, what are you actually doing? Over well, there? I assume they're rebuilding. No, but like, I would be having a serious conversation with all my upper management and be like, we are getting lapped. We are getting lapped. We are getting embarrassed. What more do you want? Like we gave, we had all the pieces, like something else is happening here and we need to figure out what that is. Yeah. I mean, I, I still find it confusing that they made this trade. They didn't have to make this trade with Kevin Durant. Um, at least to the media, he did not request a trade, right? Like leading up to this deadline. No, so well, he did though behind closed doors. Oh, they're saying he low key requested a trade. Yeah. 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 Okay. He was like, I need to get out of here. But anyway, Kevin Durant to the Suns, Mazel Tov. Yeah, great for him. Um, okay, let's talk about the Lakers. Um, they made a three-team trade. They have moved off of Russell Westbrook. They now have D'Angelo Russell, uh, Malik Beasley, and uh, Jared uh, Vanderbilt, who I actually don't know too much about. Uh, Minnesota got Mike Conley and Nikhil Alexander-Walker, and the Utah Jazz got Russell Westbrook. Uh, Juan Toscano Anderson and Damian Jones and it is heavily rumored right now that Russell's going to be bought out um, and then we'll see who he ends up signing with in the buyout market um, wild stuff I mean first of all like you know some people think like this wasn't a good move for the Lakers but I think moving away from Russell Westbrook was the thing to do um, you know I think with D'Angelo Russell like I, I don't trust him as my first option but if he's like a second third option kind of thing then then not too bad uh i think you froze there for a second but we're good um 
you know, I, I mean, I personally like this. I, you know, everyone's saying Russell's going to go to the Clippers. I kind of want that to happen because I don't want the Clippers to win. I mean, talk about being petty. I do not want the Clippers to win. So I don't want the Clippers to win. So if they get Westbrook, I love that because it's a little self-sabotaging right. to me. Right. Um, and they also made like a bunch of other news uh, moves uh, this trade deadline, the Clippers. But in any case, how do we feel about the Lakers right now? I agree with you. I think they had to move on from Russ. Um, mainly because I don't think that you can be on a team with LeBron James and be somebody who is like whatever about things, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. The clip went viral where Russ was trying to give his like pep talk. And honestly, I felt really bad for him in that moment because like, guys, just go out there and have fun. And no matter what, win, lose, or draw, just you need to have fun. And even I'm sitting there like, first of all, you can't draw in basketball. There aren't no ties. So <laughs> that's embarrassing. Second of all, lose LeBron James lose. That doesn't happen very often. And yeah. so when you have somebody who has that mentality, who's just like, let's go have fun. And you know what? He could have also just been saying it in a manner where things were really tense. And he's like, let's just have a good time. And like, good things will follow kind of thing. I'm willing to give him that benefit of the doubt, but just over the course of his career, he's proved to be so resistant to change an adjustment. And it honestly reminds me of Ben Simmons a little bit with his inability to develop an outside shot or his lack mm -hmm. of desire to do so. Like Russell Westbrook is not a slob, right? He's nine time all NBA, I believe, former MVP. He has the NBA record for triple doubles in his career. He's a guy, well, he was one, right? But when you get older and you get slower and the name of your game is athleticism and your mid-range shot is good enough but you have no range you need to do something about that but his inability to want to change has absolutely sewered him um like imagine someone gave you a job and they're like we're gonna pay you millions and millions of dollars all i need you to do is go in the gym and just like extend your range a little bit like i just need you to get to like 20 feet and he's like that's not me that's not who i am well i think he's like delusional because i think he thinks he he's like yeah no problem and then he can't do it and then he's like whatever that's just one night and then the next night happens and, and he still isn't doing it and he's like yeah well you know there was a draft in the building that night like you know what i mean like he just like i he just comes off as completely delusional to me because i think he thinks he can do all of those things and then he can't and I think his poor decision-making has become unwatchable for me. Yeah. Like the way this guy just like ruins end of game plays, the way he bricks so many shots with so much time left on the clock. Like I, he's just so desperate to be that guy yeah. that he's like constantly ruining things <laughs> like literally. And, and so that's why I can't wait to see him in a Clippers uniform. <laughs> 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 the only thing is, is that he has made it very clear he doesn't want to come off the bench, but he's not going to go to any of these high level West teams now and be a starter. Like, so he's going to need to have a come to Jesus moment at some point and say, if I want to win again then this is what I need to be comfortable with. He literally played one game off the bench for the Clippers early on. And he's like, to the media after, he's like, I pulled my hamstring. It's because I'm not used to coming off the bench. That's the reason. Why. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> Didn't he cause a whole scene during the game that LeBron became the, the scoring champ? 
it was like he they said he took a long time to get off the floor when he was subbed out i mean i couldn't see from the angles that i saw they were just it was the broadcast they were just still showing like people Mm -hmm. in the paint they were like showing lebron they'd cut so i think it was actually shay who was taking foul shots and they cut back again they didn't actually show what was happening on the bench on the other side of the floor so i don't know if he was just like dragging his feet or whatever but yeah apparently he was like just not happy to come off with 59 seconds left in the quarter that is ridiculous to make a a night like that about you you i know it's just unfortunate though too like i think you're right about his um illusions of grandeur for himself Mm -hmm. because like that's what kind of got him there though right Mm -hmm. that's what kind of made him russell westbrook to begin with yeah it's a double-edged sword that kind of confidence yeah for sure like you can't do that he's like i am going to go through you and over you and i am going to get this two points no matter who you are i don't care you're like all right russ like let's see it and then he would do it and now it's like he's still doing that and you're like grandpa stop anymore (laughs) i mean like when he was on okc like he was a similar player but he was just like I guess he was just making more of those he shots. He was scoring more. So his yeah. turnovers, because he's always had a ton of turnovers, just the yeah. pace that he plays and the decision-making to a degree for sure, like that point stands that you made. But like, yeah, the he was a net positive and that's just not the case anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the Lakers did ultimately get better, um, yes. which they absolutely had to do. Um, and I believe they still have kept their 2029 first round pick, but they traded their 2027 first round pick, uh, to the jazz. So, you know, I mean, good for them. They're going to be in the mix. Uh, I don't know if they'll get past the first round, but they'll certainly be more relevant than they were. So, you know, that's something. It, It definitely puts the well it's it's lebron james you never know argument back on the table right right because that's the whole thing it's like every single year he gets older every single year you're like this is going to be the year he falls off and then you never know though like he continually proves you wrong with so many different things and so whether or not the team around him is strong enough he's definitely going to be somebody who's like ready to go Mm -hmm. about that life for sure Mm -hmm. But like, can AD stay healthy? Like, what's his vibe? Because even actually, there was a video that I saw when LeBron hit his shot to pass Kareem, and AD's just like sitting on the, like sitting on the bench, hunched over, hands in his lap. Everyone's cheering. Everyone's like, "This is amazing." AD's like, seen better. It's like when you literally have it. That was weird too. I felt like that vibe was awful as well. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the Clippers are kind of weird because, well, they also got Bones Highland, so they've also improved. They're going for it. Um, You know, my bias aside, maybe Westbrook to the Clippers is actually kind of a good move. It reunites him and Paul George. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, they they did play well together for a bit. And uh, I don't know, you know, they traded Reggie Jackson. I think he's with the the Hornets now. So there's kind of some questions about like who's their starting point guard. So maybe he could sign with them and be their starting point guard. But there's just so much happening. I'm trying to. Oh, they also got Eric Gordon out from the Clippers. Oh, my God. Talk about winners and losers of this whole thing. John Wall is going back to Houston. Yes. Yes. That is wow. That's messed up. Like, give like, did they trade his therapist with him? Like, that is horrible. 
yeah oh like my God, anyone his that got traded to, go with him yeah everyone that got traded to houston or like orlando i was like damn yeah that's tough yeah i mean eric gordon is now with the clippers so he finally got out of houston and is gonna have to be you know playing competitive for the first time in like multiple years now <laughs> so, he needs to hit a one two shots from the corner it's fine yeah so you know good luck to him um yeah i could see i could see the clippers making that move but even if they don't they have improved um and they do have more depth which they needed because you know Kawhi's is not reliable and I was saying yeah. like earlier this year, like I was like, I don't think at this point in your career, in Kawhi's career, can he be the best person on the team and win a championship because he just doesn't play enough games, but they have improved the depth around him. And that is going to make a difference. I don't know though. Like there's just certain people. And I think Kawhi is one of them where you don't need to be on the floor every day to make an impact like that. Like I'm trying to see right now how many games he played when he was in Toronto. It was like 60 something. 60 games. Yeah. 60. Yeah. But I mean, he's at a point where like, he's not even hitting 50 and I don't know if he can even survive a seven game series consistently. Right. Like you're, you're going to be resting him in the first round. You might even have to rest him in the second round. You know, like, is he ever going to play like a game two? series again over on that you know what i mean because what games what other games would you rest a player game two and four right of a seven game series so it's just assuming you pick assuming you win game one right so so, yeah i don't even know i guess i see him and i just see somebody because of what he did in toronto it's hard to separate those two right yeah it reminds me of like like this is not I was just like to preface this is not a real life example but like <laughs> in my Unlike team, you on the beach with those football guys I just want to be very clear yeah like this is um <laughs> this is a hypothetical situation where you see in like movies or tv shows or something or and I'm sure someone's real life that there's like a your father figure will just use that because not because I have daddy issues just because we're talking about men's sports. I do but oh, let's yeah. go <laughs> <laughs> um but like when you're like Kawhi to me is like such a great guy was always there for us when we needed him didn't skip a beat brought us to the promised land was like our savior our salvation right but then it's like that's my dad and he like goes out and he like cheats on my mom or he's like into his a life of crime or do you know what I mean? He's just like Damn. not a nice guy at the office It's like two sides to each coin. And I feel I like love that's- how that's all the same thing for you. <laughs> and I like, <laughs> <laughs> but like I, you're the, the guy that you're describing is not the guy that comes home to us and plays Parcheesi. You wow. understand? <laughs> is it because it was Parcheesi? I felt like I needed a No, this was worth the wine. This was worth the wine. And this is a tangent and a half, but that's just how I feel. So Kawhi's your dad. <laughs> to, su- to summarize. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I mean, he's no Bernie docking, but yeah. Look, we all like I definitely have like a soft spot for all the players who are on that championship yeah. team. And uh, like even like with Serge Ibaka. So now he's with the Indiana Pacers. Uh, he might get bought out as well. And I'm like, yeah. can we just sign this guy to a minimum and be back on our team? Because to me, I'm just like, if he's going to sit. Yeah, if he's going to be at the end of someone's bench anyway, and that's who he is now. 
um, because of like he had a string of really bad injuries once he went to the right. Clippers, then like so be it, right? Like why not our team? We do have an extra roster spot. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I don't know if the Raptors have any other like buyout plans. I do not think that includes Westbrook, but <laughs> to me, it's like, yeah, why not? You know, you but, but again, that's one. just my soft spot. Um, daddy issue bias. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, like if you're going to choose a daddy, Serge Ibaka is not a bad choice. He is the sexiest player that's ever been on this team. Wow. 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 Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I, mean I, have, I have seen his Snapchats. Um, not personally, but the oh, ones that have been oh, like hello. online, I do want to clarify that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not a bad choice. Um, although I am, <laughs> I don't, I don't love all the revisiting that's happening. All the, yeah, with, with Yaka Pertle. That's happening. Yeah. Like, I don't know if we can move on to that, but yeah, like- let's move on to the Raptors now. Let's talk about Yaka Pertle. So we've gotten Yaka Pertle in exchange for, um, Kem Birch. And a 2024 first round pick and two second round picks as well. So the first round pick is the one that's, you know, the big hot topic in this. It's only top six protected. So if the Raptors lose a ton in 2024 um, and they do draft in the top six, that immediately goes to the Spurs. That's how it works. Oh, no, no, that would be ours. But if we draft anywhere seven or below, then then it automatically goes to the Spurs. Sorry, my bad. Yeah. So that's how that works. Like, I was like, have I been? Have no, I, been I, I described the complete opposite way of how it works. So basically, if we draft seven or lower, it goes to the Spurs. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, also, Jakob Pertl is a free agent at the end of this season, as well as Fred Van Vliet and Gary Trent Jr. And I do not believe we have the salary cap to sign all three of those players. And this team isn't necessarily good enough to justify going into the luxury tax. Although I will say a hot take alert, the amount we spend on Raptors tickets is enough to go into the luxury tax. Okay. Okay. So if you're going to do it, you better do it without raising my ticket prices because they've already been raised. I will say that much, but realistically, we're not going to go into the luxury tax for this team. So it just leaves so many more um, open-ended questions for the off season for us. Yeah, it's not all we needed. We were looking for clarity, and all we got was confusion mm-hmm. and fog more so than anything. Very so much. So I the first thing that I thought of, and I was trying to just like take a step back and not be too reactionary. When I heard the deal for Pirtle, I was like, that's a lot to give up. And I don't think that's an unfair critique of the situation. No. It's a lot to give up for a team that is clearly on a downward trajectory as we stand now. Um, Fred Van Vliet wants to explore free agency. I think reports have been that Gary Trent Jr. would be more than happy to resign. And I think he's been a really great piece for them, um, particularly with his like sneaky spurts on defense too. He can go off for 30 on random nights and then he's wiry enough to kind of get hands in lanes. So I, I really like Gary Trent Jr. Uh, as a piece um, <clears throat> to the puzzle. But the thing with Jakob too, and like, I know that we... Although, like, our offensive rebounding numbers were really great on that West Coast road trip. But, yes, okay, a center, sure. We need somebody who's going to be able to protect the paint. We need somebody who's going to be reliable at the rim, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But to me, and feel free to disagree, Jakob Pertl is very much like an a la carte restaurant. Like, Damn. he's like the steak at a la carte. It's good. 
and you know it's going to be good, but you know what makes the meal? The potatoes. Not a Salisbury. You're talking about like some sort of thin Salisbury steak at an a la carte buffet? No, I'm saying it's, no one said buffet, first of all. <laughs> I blame the wine. I'm just blaming the wine <laughs> at this point. At a buffet. I said it. Okay, carte. you know what? I did a show, like I, I did a stand-up comedy show and I was promised steak and it was in this like lousy buffet situation and mm-hmm. uh, and it's like, it's it scarred me. Salisbury. I used to go hard on the Salisbury steak microwave dinners. I don't know why, but that was like, I yeah, really that, yeah, that was I like college life. Yeah. yeah. Um, sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. So what I'm saying is that like he in of himself is like a great item to have. He could be like a, a high great. We'll, we'll, we'll say he's not a Salisbury steak. We'll say he's, we'll, <laughs> I'm say, the worst. he's a New, we'll say he's a New York I'm strip. Okay. A medium, yeah. a medium rare New York strip with like a peppercorn sauce. Great. But when I'm going out for a meal and I want to be satisfied and sati- satiated, I want potatoes and I want asparagus and I want this and I want all these things to make the meal complete. And for me, he just doesn't have the shooting range, for example. Like, where is he going to go pop out to? Nowhere. He barely shoots threes, right? Like, he's going to just be, he scores most of his points on like a pick and roll. He scores most of his points at the rim, maybe like a cut here and there too. Um, But he like doesn't necessarily bring an outside threat to us. And like, hello, we're going to... swap twos and threes again with who yeah i i completely agree with, with Houston? you <laughs> so, <laughs> like, do you know what i mean it's just one of those things where like i think him and himself he is great the situation what they gave up and what the raptors need in terms of like versatility and what they rely on their players for in terms of like being five tool athletes i just don't necessarily understand it again it's not my job. And I am willing to say Messiah and Bobby probably know what's best. They're literally like president GM for a reason. But for me, I just think it's a lot to give up, especially when the team is in the position they are now. Thoughts? Yeah. So first of all, I agree with you and I have, you know, reading into the quote unquote tea leaves here, even though I'm, I'm, you know, yeah, deep into a glass of wine, <laughs> I cast spells on social outings. <laughs> no, I said sage. I think, oh yeah. Sage. Sure. Sure. Sure, we'll go with Sage. We'll go with Sage. But, um, you know, Masai did a press conference just before we started Mm -hmm. recording this, and he said that the blockbuster trade, quote-unquote, wasn't available to us. And so my theory, just a theory, is, you know, because a lot of people are talking about, like, are we going to trade Fred, right? And I I think the league is looking at this team, realizing they don't have the money to sign back Fred and Gary Trent Jr. And now Yaka Pertle. Yeah. And I think they're thinking, why give up any assets now when we can probably get these guys in free agency because the team is not winning. Mm-hmm. So there's less of an incentive for us to sign them. I'm not claiming that they don't like it here in Toronto or anything like that, but I just mean from like a, from a wins and losses perspective, yeah. right? We're not doing that great. They could move on to a, a better winning situation and fred van vliet the last time he was a free agent specifically said on jj reddick's podcast that he's going after the bag yeah he wants the bag he will pick the team that offers him the most amount of money so the league knows that if they really really want fred there's an opportunity to outbid us for him and now there's even greater opportunity to outbid us for him because we have multiple uh, free agents to potentially resign so i think that's why that blockbuster trade 
wasn't on the table for us after all. And I think, you know, trades for OG, maybe we just waited too long. You know, because in December, Zach Lowe was reporting a quote unquote Donovan Mitchell like return for OGN and OB. And I think maybe we just waited too long for that offer to still be there. And and Gary Trent Jr., I don't know. I haven't heard any specific rumors around him at all. Um, there is um, something out there that's saying that the Raptors offered the Clippers uh, Terrence Mann and a first round pick and they turned it down. And everyone seems pretty confused by that because that seems like a pretty good deal for the Clippers, which mm-hmm. tells me even more so that I think people are just waiting to get him in free agency. Waiting to see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. What are your what are your thoughts on people's reluctance to let OG go? Because I feel as though it's a very polarizing topic in the Raptors community. Some people are like, I am riding to ride or die og and i like we're riding off into the sun together and then some people are like take the return take the return but it feels overwhelmingly like there's that 29th yes like daddy connection (laughs) (laughs) just like continue for the callback i know you know about callbacks you're a comedian yes i do i love that so much um yeah you know it's a great question because i think what makes you know og is a very not just a very good defender but a very good defender for his age Right. And and he's always embraced being a really good defender. And and, you know, he has this cool confidence about him. I think the shot that he made uh, against Boston in the the bubble bubble. stays in everyone's Mm -hmm. mind as well. And so, yeah, I do believe OG Ananobi is, you know, a real quote unquote commodity. Uh, We do have him through to next season. So I think maybe on the Raptor side, they're like, we don't have to trade him now because we're not in any way a threat of losing him. And there's a reason why everyone else in the league wants wants him. him. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the Messiah and Bobby decided to be buyers. And if you're going to be buyers, you don't give up someone like OG and Anobi if you're trying to win games. And I think the fact that this team decided to be buyers is confusing because we don't there's a lack of evidence based on this season to suggest that being buyers is a good idea right now and i think that is why everyone is confused uh ma'am your hypothesis has been absolutely shredded from multiple multiple doctors in the community they've said that this is just not feasible yet you keep practicing on patients what is happening yeah you know but yeah. I mean, okay, here's the thing. The Ke- may- it's possible, and this is, again, theory talk, that the Kevin Durant trade and, and maybe the Kyrie Irving trade even before that did change things because suddenly the Brooklyn Nets aren't competing for a championship anymore, right? right? And really in the East, it's just, it's Boston and it's Milwaukee in the top yeah. two, and the rest is wide open. So now there's a world where it's just like next season and we make this crazy run in the last part of the season and suddenly, you know, we're like not, we're sixth in the East again. <laughs> I mean, you don't like happen. I mean, I... The the Sixers right. also did. We didn't talk about the Sixers. The Sixers did make some moves and 
they're also very much in the mix. I would put yeah. them in that top three right now. But I do believe like that Eastern Conference playoff series seems to be fairly locked with the with the Celtics and the Bucks. So, I mean, maybe maybe Masai and Bobby are talking themselves into the fact that, hey, like we could be in the playoff mix again this year. In addition to the fact that you're thinking, okay, Scotty Barnes is going to be better next year, yeah. right? Precious Achua is going to be better next year. We've Love already him. seen him improve this year, Chris especially Boucher in the last month. Secretly is one of my favorite players in the NBA right now. Chris Boucher? Yeah. Yeah. Chris Boucher is still great. You know, pass, you know, you know, Pascal and Freddie, if they keep Freddie, but certainly Pascal, you would anticipate riding steady, yeah. you know, in terms of his growth. So you're like, okay, yeah, we're going to be even better next season. The East is more wide open than it used to be. We have improved overall with mm-hmm. Pearl, at least for now. Yep. And, you know, you're just picking the most optimistic route possible. But, you know, doing that in you know, it's, it's a real blind faith scenario. Right. It is very much like bet on yourself. Like maybe like real bet on yourself. Like Messiah and Bobby have been wearing too much merch. They've been just seeing the hashtag too frequently Fred's. And now they're just like full bet on ourselves too. (laughs) Like, like, Are we sure about this? I I think that your point is well-made though. Um, the last thing I need in my life is a fraudulent second round run. Oh, that would just you know, I mean, just like all season long, we've had these fraudulent fourth quarter runs, and now we're yeah. just going to do that to the whole season. <laughs> Which is like very reminiscent of like Raptors 2016, 17. Mm-hmm. I feel like that used to be their MO. Like, oh, fourth quarter? No, just kidding. No, 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 no. Um, yeah. Look, if personally, if it were me, like, I don't know what kind of offers they got for OGN and OB. Yeah. Right. So it's hard to say, should they have pulled the trigger or not? Because we just don't know what was being offered. We don't know if what Zach Lowe was saying was true or not. You know, all of that stuff. Are you calling Zach Lowe a liar? I'm calling Zach Lowe a full on liar. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure believe. he heard it. I'm sure he heard it from somewhere. To believe this while he was getting a little New York slice of pizza. Oh you know, gosh. somewhere in a I, bodega, yeah. I'm sure Zach Lowe heard that. But <laughs> so, yeah, essentially they decided to just like the, the ship is taking on water and the front office decided, hey, we just need like four nails and this one plank of wood. We're going to just see if we can make it across the ocean. No need to jump out and like start from scratch. And so I think that if the fan base has belief in Messiah and Bobby, which they've proven to have our backs the fan they've proven to know what they're doing a couple times so if anything that you want to read into from an optimistic point of view is that if these two and the rest of their front organ their front office organization didn't see the need to start running scared and selling off pieces and acquiring picks picks which by the way i do think can be exceptionally overrated exceptionally especially protected picks because like who knows right um if they felt like there was enough to just kind of like stay the course, then I think that the fan base should feel optimistic about that. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, it's, it's hard to feel optimistic right now, but I do think overall, you know, okay. Let me say this. Here's my little hot take. The whole trust in Maasai thing is officially on the hot seat. Got it. Right. It's officially yeah. on the hot seat. I'm not okay. going to say I don't trust him aside, but it's officially on the hot seat. And, w- you know, we will see how the rest of this season unfolds. But now, like, you know, you look at Nick Nurse, 
and it's really you know and this team they got to figure it out yeah you know because i feel like there's low key well not even low key i mean he's been calling players out literally in the media right and he's just and he's basically not taken really responsibility for you know our disappointing season so far and so really it's going to be on him and the rest of his coaching staff to look at this roster and figure it the fuck out well and that's the thing too like there's been so many people who have exited this coaching staff and i feel like that's been a big impact too on like how things have happened because like yes Mm -hmm. Okay, Nick Nurse, the box and one king, he, you know, he made these like really risky decisions that paid off, but like high risk, high reward. Like I'm here for it. Trust me. Like I do not necessarily make the smartest decisions all the time, but when it pays off, you're like, yes, like I had a feeling, right? So he does deserve credit for that. But at the end of the day, you also have to understand that this coaching staff is vast and they are a team and they work part and parcel with each other. And so maybe he's also trying to figure some stuff out with the new people that he brought in and maybe doesn't have longstanding relationships with as opposed to the ones that he initially had in 2019 was he was here and then all that success obviously breeds envy and then other teams come and try and like grab 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 so now his i guess think tank has to be rejuvenated and he needs to learn how to trust people as well because i think it is fair to say that head coaches have an ego about them i you need to have faith in the decisions that you're making and you need to be confident enough to tell these athletes who are some of the best in the world no not that this and if you don't have full belief in that they'll see right through it so there needs to be an element of that but i think in hand what comes with that is also having to trust people that are going to be advising you and be like okay like I hear you, but let's see if like that comes to pass and then maybe I'll take your suggestion next time kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So that would just be like how I'm trying to put myself in that position. Um, Not that I've been an NBA head coach, but I have been like a basketball (laughs) coach and you either trust somebody or you don't. And when you don't, you're a little bit more hesitant to kind of like take their advice until you, you build that rapport. And that's what doesn't happen overnight as well. So there's a lot of moving pieces with this team, I think is what we're seeing this year, but the reports that vibes are low are not sitting well with me. Cause at the, at the end of the day, the one thing the Raptors always had was like a good time. <laughs> regardless, truly, if truly. Losing, regardless if they were winning or losing, they had a good time. It was like bench mob, peace skills, laughing ear to ear, yak and skills, Fred and Norm, Norm just in general being a vibe, Norm and Kawhi, their little friendship, Kyle, like a curmudgeon, but then also had these like playful moments too. And so Serge, what about scarves? Like there's, you can romanticize it as much as you want, but it was true. And they always had a good, a feel good thing about them. And that is missing this year. And I think that that's what makes all of this more difficult. And I'm sure losing, of course, will contribute to negative vibes, but that camaraderie, is missing. I'm sorry. I have not yeah. seen any Raptor on each other's Instagrams. I have not seen any. Except for today. Fred today? posted okay. Pascal and Yaka Pertle. On okay. Well, Instagram that's cute today. though. Yeah. Like, but literally I- only today. Yeah, and like a few stuff in the comments and things like that. Like last year, we saw it a little more with like Malachi Flynn and the boys. I feel like there was a moment where they were all like roasting each other kind of stuff. Or like when OG post, everyone's like, what? You exist? But overall, you're not like seeing a lot of that kind of like playfulness and togetherness in everyday life. And to be fair, maybe they're just keeping it super undercover. But even like, uh, and this is definitely reading into it too much. So I want to preface it by saying that. But even for 
uh, Chris Boucher's birthday. He had a party in Toronto. Um, I didn't see any pictures with any Raptors. Not really? Yeah. And I'm Damn. not saying that they weren't there. I want to be very clear. I'm not saying that they weren't there because I also was not there. But generally speaking, in the past, like we've seen birthday party pictures and it's like Fred and, and the boys and whatever the case may be. And so I just yeah. didn't see any media. And there was a lot of people that I knew that were there. Uh, I guess I could have asked them and done some real reporting before I came on the show and decided to do this. <laughs> but I didn't think we'd be talking about it. I didn't think we'd be talking about That's it. Fine. That's um, fine. But it just wasn't publicly out there is all I'm saying. And so whether or not that means something thing or means nothing that's for the audience to deduce but it's just something that i've noticed that there seems to be a little bit less yeah there's definitely been issues with the quote-unquote vibes this season i mean even earlier this year we had reports of Masai flying into what was it orlando to talk to scotty barnes and stuff like this like you know but i do think the team has taken a turn as of late and this could have easily been a too little, too late scenario. But, you know, Messiah and Bobby have chosen to take it uh, an optimistic route, as we've said. So, you know, maybe things are getting better. Like Gary Trent Jr. said today that, you know, he's happy that they decided to, you know, stick with this group more or less. I'm paraphrasing, but he did say that um, when he was at an event, this like KFC thing that Will and Alex Willu and Alex Wong keep talking about. But, uh, no free press. Don't say KFC. No- Okay. Wow. See, Ashley is a business woman. Okay. I I was like promoting this wine and stuff. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what like, I'm I have doing. A bucket of chicken with me now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm just shouting out brand names everywhere. I got a Janet Jackson hoodie on. Well, I'm just sh- we'll allow yeah, that. Yeah. We'll yeah. allow the Janet Jackson hoodie. <laughs> I, I'm seeing her. I paid for a meet and greet May 23rd. I'm really excited. But um, it was very expensive. Mm-hmm. I bet it was. <laughs> I bet it was. You better get a solo picture with her. Sometimes at those meet and greets, they try and mess around and put you with like another random fan or some shit. You better insist on an individual picture. I will insist. Thank you for that. That's good advice. And I will stand your ground. I will. I decided I'm going to buy like, I don't know, like I'm going to get a whole cute outfit for it. Like these pictures are going to be with me forever. You should get her something that like... (laughs) It's like, it's, it's super weird and like very like fanny. It's like giving like Taylor Swift fan vibes respectfully, but mm-hmm. like you should get her something that you both like can wear in that moment. Like, and be like bestie picks. Oh my God. What could I give Janet Jackson that she'd actually wear? Like it's just for the picture. She could throw it out after, but like, you just need it in that moment. So, like, <laughs> me and Janet are like, cause like okay. yeah, she's not keeping all her fan gifts. No, I'm sorry. Like no, whoever no thinks that does. is crazy. No one has that much. No, but I think that you need to think about something like, I don't know what it would be like. Oh, no. She's been famous longer than I've been alive. Yeah. So it's really hard to stand out. I don't know. You're going to think about it. Yeah. I have till May. So I do have time. Friendship bracelets. Oh, my God. Friendship bracelets. Yeah. Wow. And then like you could write together. Like, please don't make me wear this cheap shit on my other again. You could put in beads. Oh my God. That's actually, these are all actually very good ideas, but okay, (laughs) Ashley. So this Raptors trade, basically you and I both agree. We're, we're a bit confused, but I, I can appreciate the optimism on some levels, right? Mm -hmm. Like we know Scotty and precious are going to kind of level up and it makes sense that they would want to keep building around these guys. You know, OG Ananobi is a potential defensive player of the year person if we win enough games. Well, if he can stay healthy. like And no if he can stay it, healthy. Like, 
hello are we going the way of Kawhi Leonard okay so let me let, let's ask you this question do you do you wish we made it a deal with OG and OB only if as I pour myself a bit more wine <laughs> only if you were getting I think also like a substantial player back I would not be okay with letting him go for just a haul um, yeah, I agree. I think you would have to have like a game changing guy on the way back also or somebody that you believed in. Like I heard on a stadium show, Shams was incorrectly pronouncing OG's name, first of all. So, yeah, I kept saying and a newbie. And a newbie. It was really oh, awkward. Oh, like saying it like en français, OG, OG and a newbie. I was like, it's just <laughs> letters. It's just... <laughs> Just letters. Yeah, <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, yeah. I get it. It yeah. happens to the best of us. But also, like, come on, my guy. He's literally the diamond of the season. Um, when they're like, <laughs> he's going to the Warriors. And I immediately was like, give me Jordan Poole. Like, I don't think they ever would. But I was like, that's something that I could get down with. But that's, that's the type of player you would have to be trading for. For that to make sense. Like, yeah. On the up and up, a change maker, multiple tools. But that has, to me just a little bit more, I guess, like offensive firepower. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, I completely agree with you, but the, it's just like any team that's trying to win that could benefit from a player like OG Ananobi isn't going to give up a Jordan Poole-like player for him. That's the game. And I think for us trading him from su for some sort of like, quote-unquote, haul, right? Like you said, yeah. it's like, that's going to set us back like several years. Yeah. No one's trying to do that. I agree. I think picks are overrated unless I'm getting like a top three, not protected pick. Give yeah. me that. Yeah. But otherwise, yeah, there's just too many unknowns. And then also from what we've seen, there's just so much of a learning curve as well. Some, some players end up being exactly what you thought they were, but a lot take time. Yeah. A lot do. And so it looks, your timeline matters as well and so i'm glad to see that the raptors are still in like quote unquote win now mode um as opposed to just like selling the farm but i i think that they have reason to and i think everybody has reason to i'll end with this just saying that like the the pieces that you outlined have such potential have such potential they just need just like those one or two little sparks that have those intangibles that just have instant chemistry almost with some of the other players on the floor um, that are, are reliable. I think reliability is a big factor as well. And then, yeah, I mean, if OG can stay healthy, that's great, but like he hasn't so far. Yeah. Um, yeah. A couple of things to, to what you're saying. Cause I think you are making, you know, again, great points. Like I think for one, I think Masai decided that he wanted to give this team the rest of this season yep. to figure it out. And then I think the off season, there's going to be, you know, a lot of things happening with this team for sure. Guaranteed. And I think the thing with, okay, the thing with OG in terms of like all his injuries, I'm not worried about them yet because they're all kind of bizarre injuries, right? Like he, like he falls on his wrist really weird or like, you know, he had the whole give you more concern. The, no, because it, what would give me more concern was if he had a chronic knee injury or okay. like a chronic ankle injury. And it was like the same injury over and over again, because that's when, you know, OK, this person's career is going to have a shorter shelf. Life. I mean, but because Steph it's Curry like might have something to say about that, Steph Curry might have something to say about that. Him and his ankles, him and his raggedy ankles winning championships. <laughs> OK, but. <laughs> But it's but it's never been something like an ACL that like sits you out for like a year, unless I'm not remembering like the 
No, he had like surgery and stuff. He had to like rehab. But what was was that like 2014? It was a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. And he hasn't since. Right. Like he does like but his ankle still bothers him and it's always a concern. But he hasn't been out for like that length of time since. No, he's not like Kawhi resting for sure. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like if, if he like, you know, tore his ACL and then came back and then suddenly had i'm not a doctor but you know what i mean like suddenly oh, thank you it was like the other knees is like a meniscus yeah. tear because he was like you know leaning on the other knee too much or something like that that to me would be a bigger concern so it is concerning generally but i'm just not like as worried because it at least it hasn't been like a chronic thing in one particular area yeah, and we do know that the Raptors are cautious when it comes to that stuff. So there could be an abundance of caution as well, which I do appreciate that they're um, focused on athletes' like longevity and like generally as people as opposed to just getting back out there. Um, yeah, but yeah, who knows? I mean, we might be in a sign and trade situation in the off season for Fred or something like that. Like he might give us enough grace to offer the team that kind of scenario in lieu of his free agency as some players do um i i I don't know but they've decided to put all this off for the summer he Mm -hmm. masai did say that he doesn't believe the trade deadline is a good time to make long-term decisions yeah so yeah it's been weird and now we're just gonna have six more months of you know talks about this team and and the roster um which is a bit frustrating yeah, let the toxicity begin. Yes. Um, <laughs> it has begun. That's all. Yeah, let it continue. <laughs> let it continue. Let it continue. Let it, continue. Sure. Let it remain. Um, okay, Ashley, I'm surprising you with, uh, I say this sarcastically, your favorite segment. Oh, my gosh. Hottie <laughs> highlight of the week. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> But I think you'll appreciate this one. So um, I was at the Raptors Republic Live event on Tuesday. Shout out to everyone who came. Um, And I was talking to, I'm going to keep this person anonymous because I didn't ask them if I could say this ahead of time. Uh, But I was talking to them and they were like asking me like, yo, like, do you really love Nick Nurse? And by the way, this person is like, uh, let's just say they're a notable person. That's all I'll say. They're like, yo, do you really love Nick Nurse? And I was like, yeah. And and they were like, why? And then I was like trying to explain like, you know, Craig Sager night, blue jacket. He had a bit more hair back then. You know what I mean? Like I was trying to explain where my obsession with him started from. And then he was like, okay, I get it. And then, and then was basically like, Catherine, you're too good for Nick Nurse. Wow. Isn't that wild? And this is somebody who like that's knows like, that's this is somebody really who like knows Nick Nurse. But I think but I love that for you. And I agree. I co-sign. <laughs> I, that's like a big, I was like, I was like, oh my God, thank you. That's like the I was like, that is the nicest thing anyone's <laughs> like we the bar is here the over the overreaction was very real we need to raise that up for you (laughs) (laughs) me little old me but you don't say (laughs) so i was like wow damn that's like such a huge compliment and they were not uh they were not being flirtatious just for the record I love that. So you're like, yeah, anyway, it, was, it wasn't, it wasn't, they were, they weren't trying to like butter me up for that, for those reasons. And then you spot them after. She's like, how could you say that about Nicholas? <laughs> <laughs> and now we don't talk. 
I did. Um, uh, Sean Woodley on on that panel was fully like Nick Nurse needs to be fired, and I was like, "How dare you!" But uh, but we it were just having like fun. Sean. We were just having fun. That does sound know? like Sean though. Yeah, yeah, Sean's great. Sean's been on the show before, but uh, yeah. Anyway, that that's my that's my hottie highlight. Wow, it's who a good one, it? isn't it? Say who it was? No, Michael Grange. what that's just sort of though it's just a really funny guess because i've never met him oh okay i love michael now i can't well now we've ruled him out which is bad but anyway someone said that to me and i was and i was very very pleased i can't keep i can't keep doing this like you can't keep guessing (laughs) i like have the picture it was it was not it was not samson okay do i get one more guess I don't know. I'm too afraid to have you have another guess. <laughs> right. But uh, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't Samson. All right. Well, congratulate congratulations on being too good for Nick Nurse. Thank <laughs> you. <that's> the tea. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Uh, thank you all so much for listening to our trade deadline silliness, messiness. Uh, let us know how you feel about the Raptors, mm-hmm. about other teams in the league. Very curious to get your other opinions. We've been reacting to this like pretty much shortly after the trade deadline ended. It's a little early for wine, but we committed to wine uh, a week ago. So we really just had to go with it. I'm probably going to go buy groceries like a bit tipsy drunk now and buy more than I need. <laughs> yeah, I got to get flowers for someone's birthday. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, at least you're going to a birthday. I I should be having an event to go to after um, drinking wine this early, but I don't. And we're just going to eat a bunch and splurge. Uh, Ashley, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, please let us know. You're up to so much. So please take a minute to let us know like everything you're up to and uh, where people can can follow you on the Internet. Um, you can find me at SmartAsh on Twitter. You can find me at Ashley Docking on Instagram. I am on TSN for the NLL Game of the Week. And Ooh. I'm changing lives as a professor at multiple institutions. No big deal. Okay, but you can elaborate on that if you'd like to, considering you're changing lives. I'm just a, I'm a teacher. <laughs> I'm a media <laughs> professor. <laughs> That's it. I love it. Um, thank you so much. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. And we'll catch you next time. Bye. And that's the tea. I feel like you need to end every episode like that. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>